Welcome to the Crowd Church Podcast. We are an online church and you are listening to the service that we also live stream on YouTube and Facebook. For more information about Crowd Church, please visit our website at www.crowd.church. Are we on, Matt? You're on. Fantastic. Oh, look at that. How excited. We're like professionals. Hey, everybody. Professional what? I don't know. My name is Phil, and I'm going to tell you more about me in a minute. Claire, you've not done Crown Church before. I'm so excited to be here. Well, the first minute didn't work very well, but that's not because of us. Uh, We've got a few minutes. Uh, Imagine that the people watching this have no idea who you are, what you do, and I've just given away your names, Claire. Tell us us something else. Well, my comedy name is Claire Glare, you can see it on the screen, and that is how I introduce myself to all and sundry. My husband is slightly appalled, Um, but basically, yeah, Claire Glare, I'm married into it, and I love it. Embrace the rhythm of life and the comedy. (laughs) Um, So that's partly who I am, and I have, uh, with my husband, John, Adopted two kids, uh, 0 to 60, possibly 0 to 100 overnight. A five year old and a two year old. When they arrived? When they arrived. Okay. Walking, talking. Okay. Yeah, all the rest of it. And so that was four years ago, so we can talk a bit more about that journey later on. But I also, in my normal life, I've started working now. I do 15 hours of work a week, which I am loving. Social prescribing. What's that? So that is. Uh, basically, people go to the doctors and they say, oh, I need help with my finances and my houses and me, I'm feeling lonely and sad. And, uh, and the doctor says, I can't help you with those. I'll give you some tablets, but go and talk to this woman. And they come and talk to me. And, uh, and I link them in with charities and organisations to try and help that, with those other things. That so sounds like a crowd church almost all on its own, maybe for another time. <laughs> well, if, you, if, I, if I haven't ever come across you before in real life, my name is Phil. I am an adopter too. Uh, I've got birth kids and I've been a foster carer. And if we're going to use terminology or words that you don't know, we will try and explain them as we go along. We'll try. Because <laughs> it, it is an unusual world that we live in where you talk about birth children, uh, birth parents, um, sometimes the language is quite, it can be deemed to be offensive. So in our house, we talk about, when we, mention, when we say the word dad, we have to explain which dad do you mean? First dad, real dad, second dad, birth dad, other, yeah. other father. Yeah, tummy mummy. Tummy mummy, uh, yeah. Or birth mum. Yeah. Or, yeah, and the name of the mum yeah. often as well. That and, and really I, said it then. My, yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. My little rule, or our little rule in our family is we try not to take offence. We try not to offend anybody. Mm. But we try not to take offence as well, because most people, they, they absolutely mean well when they're discussing yeah. your family. Yeah. It is a little bit tricky when somebody would say to our, our adopted son, oh, you're real parents, that's a little bit offensive, yeah. but most people don't mean that. No. They're just a little bit inept. Yeah. Uh, biology mother, tummy mummy, yeah, we have that just because it rhymes. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, anything else we need to know about you? Uh, I've made a cake, so we've, we've, we've had some fruit cake. We've already there had There we cake. go, I like and, cake. And your outfit to be on Crowd Church, because obviously you've come as a TV presenter from the late 70s, early 80s, I'm channeling a Blue Peter. <laughs> I deliberately didn't wear stripes. Did you? But my deliberate, does it make you look thin my, my fa- One of my favourite rings. Which, which no, rings? It, is, it does make you, but you're doing all right. Okay, you know, don't okay. worry about it. Is Probably beyond that, yeah. Just get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I've drawn attention to the fact that I might look fat and you've told me to get over it. <laughs> More, tune in for more. We're so loving. Tune in for, we've known each other, what, 25, 30 years? 30 years. I'm trying to think if we could possibly offend each other. We could play that we game. Could, we could try. It's probably going to be unlikely. So anyway, yeah, what are you, well, I'm actually colour blind as well. So what, what <laughs> do you look like? I'm dark fuchsia pink. Yeah. And then a pale pink underneath. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little kind of kimono-y thing. And then my favourite little heart ring. There you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Just I'm wearing a stripy shirt. because, And blue. people seem to think I'm French. And I will talk. There's another. I know we've got to go to the preach, the talk, sermon in a minute. Yeah. But here's a great one. My, uh, one of my, my adopted son, I'll have to differentiate between them all. Yeah. He calls me, at home he calls me Phil. Yeah. When we're out and about, he calls me dad. Yeah. So he doesn't want people to draw, he doesn't draw attention to the fact that we're not DNA related. Yeah. We went on holiday to France, uh, and we've been a few times, and he found out that in France, Phil's are not called Phil, they're oh. called Philippe's. 
So he, when we went on holiday to France, he started to call me Philippe. And then when we came back and we had croissants, because we're like dead middle class mm. and Paris chocolate, he went, this is like France. So he started to call me Philippe again, but only if we're having something that he associates with the continent. Well, if but, and in Germany, farter, fathers are all also farter, called farters, in our house is appropriate. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you suddenly suggested that your, your husband, and it... He's not here, and you'll never see it. Do you know the German for fat? No, we've gone, we've gone too far, because I'm, I'm a German teacher as well. Yeah, I know, uh, I know that. You used to be a councillor as well, you know, like, I not did. Like for, you know, for... A city councillor yeah, yeah. for Liverpool, which was wonderful, and probably was quite similar to the job that I'm doing now in terms of bringing people together with organisations that can help and support them. So a similar kind of... Wow. ...thing. All round, like all round good egg. So if you've got a comment to make, Chuck it in the comments. Yeah. We're not the technical people. No, so if we've it, got somebody if, with yeah, us. Yeah, Matt is over there and, and he does all the technical stuff. If you've got something to, to, if you've got questions to ask, go for it. What we're gonna do is we've got a, a, a another mutual friend of ours yeah, called Adam again. We've known him a long gentleman. time. Brilliant guy, and I think we're gonna go to Adam's talk, which I'm gonna I was gonna say this. Roll VT, which I think used to stand for videotape. Back in the 80s. Can you see our age? My age, anyway, I'm older. Than you. No, no, only about a year. No. <laughs> anyway, roll VT, let's have Adam and Adam's talk. It's going to be brilliant. It is. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Bible say about adoption. Hi, my name is Adam and it's my privilege to speak to you today about what the Bible says about adoption. As well as being a Christian, I'm also an adoptive parent, having adopted three and a half year old twins over 22 years ago and now with my wife we spend time supporting other families who have embarked on the amazing but often challenging adventure of adopting children into their family, sharing our experiences where they may be of benefit to others. Our own adoption story as for many adopters, started with not being able to conceive naturally. Some singles or couples may choose to build a family through adoption rather than pursuing other avenues. Some who adopt welcome children into their own unique situation of maybe already having birth children or stepchildren, or maybe having other children living with them who are not related to them, such as those in foster care. Wherever the starting point, Christians who adopt are first and foremost responding to God's heart for children who are not in a family. Almost right from the start of the scriptures, we see the principle of adoption in play. In the second book of the Bible, in Exodus chapter 2, we read the story of Moses. He was born to a family of the tribe of Levi at a time when Pharaoh the king had given the order to kill every newborn baby boy. However, God's hand was on Moses' life, and when he was three months old, his birth parents hid him in a basket in the reeds. Pharaoh's daughter came to the river to bathe found the basket with baby Moses in it, felt sorry for him and took him, him, took him in under her wing and protection. Even more amazing, Pharaoh's daughter called for Moses' mother to nurse him and even paid her for doing it. When Moses was older, we don't actually know how old he was, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him into her family and he went on to play a very significant role in God's story. If Pharaoh had had his way, then Moses wouldn't have been alive. But Moses was adopted into the king's family, and in the same way that we, as Christians, are adopted into King Jesus' family when we commit our lives to him. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, it says that God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. We're God's children, part of God's family, adopted by the Heavenly Father into his eternal family through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Not only that, but this gives him great pleasure, which is amazing. 
In Romans chapter 8, verse 15, the word says that we receive God's Holy Spirit when he adopted us as his own children. and We can call him Father. This is an incredible promise to those who follow Christ and is a wonderful illustration of the power of the Holy Spirit in transforming our lives when we follow him. In the same way that as adopted parents, we have the opportunity to transform the lives of children who become part of our family. The Old Testament is full of references to encouraging the people of God to pay special attention to the orphan or those children who were not part of a family for whatever reason. For example, in Isaiah chapter 1, one of the visions that Isaiah the prophet had for the people of Israel was very specifically to defend the cause of the orphans. In Psalm 146, it says that he, that is God, cares for the widows and orphans. And in Psalm 68, we hear that God is father to the fatherless and that he places the lonely in families. These Old Testament references show us clearly that in those days, God's heart and plan was for children that no longer had parents for whatever reason and that they were able to be part of a family and be raised by that family as though the child was born to them naturally. In many societies and cultures today, this is how orphans are expected to be cared for, usually by a close relative. So how has adoption changed through history and how might it continue to change in future? In our own society here in the UK, we have seen many changes in policies and approaches over the centuries. For example, in the 1800s, many orphans were sent to orphanages which were often cruel and dark places. In more recent history, one of the biggest changes, particularly in the UK, is the change resulting from the introduction of contraception and termination of pregnancy. For example, in the 1960s, many adoptions were of relinquished babies, where single mothers were encouraged to give up their babies in order for their children to have, quote, a better life and to grow up without the stigma of being an unmarried mother. These days, this is rarely the case and the majority of children in the care system have experienced significant additional trauma, such as abuse or neglect, above and beyond the trauma caused by separation from their birth mother. In the present day, many systems of adoption are based primarily on the needs of the child, ensuring where possible that everything is done to ensure the best outcome for the child. In future, the focus is likely to be on prevention through proactive support to individuals and families before the breakdown of the family which could potentially lead to an adoption situation. The work of organisations such as Safe Families is paramount to supporting families in difficult circumstances. Adoptive families now come in all shapes and sizes, but at the heart of this, at least from a Christian adoption perspective, is to welcome a little child on my, that's God's behalf, and echoing the words of Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 5, when he was talking about how we can be welcomed into the kingdom of God. The process to become an adopted parent, at least in England, takes many hours of form filling, probing interviews, assessments, training and lots and lots of waiting. But to be adopted into God's family requires a simple decision to follow Jesus, a willingness to submit our lives to him as Lord and a desire to allow the Holy Spirit to mould, shape and teach us. So what are some of the benefits of adoption? I asked some of the adopted parents in the Liverpool Home for Good group, which provides support primarily to Christian adopters, for their views. These are some of the things that came back. Firstly, the children became our sons or daughters, take on the family name and become heirs to our estate, which has many parallels with how God sees us when we are adopted into his family. Secondly, you can make an unbelievable difference to the life of one or more children and can change their future destiny. Thirdly, you can provide a place of safety and nurture. Fourthly, you learn a lot about yourself and you grow so much as a person, in particularly how to deal with people who are very different to you. For me personally, this has been the most significant one and adopting has helped shape me a person more than anything else. Fifthly, being able to be a family and hearing little people call you mum and dad is an amazing experience. And sixthly, even when they're angry at you, it's a privilege to know that they feel safe enough with you to let you know their pain. And lastly, being able to give a child the security of a forever family rather than the insecurity of the care system. However, what about some of the challenges associated with adoption? I think we all know that not every adoption is like the glorified Hollywood blockbuster movie with the cutesy children and the happy ending. In our own adoption story, 
we were incredibly naive about how much and how quickly God would intervene and bring about change in the children that became part of our family. Again, here are some of the things that came back from the Home for Good group members about the challenges. First of all, you will be tested. There can be aggression, violence, destruction and allegations. It's not an easy path to take and I can certainly attest to that personally. Secondly, parenting children who have gone through trauma, and they all have, is really hard work physically and emotionally. Thirdly, some friends and family don't really understand the challenges and you can end up losing relationships. People often mean well with their comments and offers of help, but that doesn't always mean it is what is best for the child. Many children have additional needs and you may need to adjust your expectations and dreams for your child or children. Simply things that you may take for granted with a birth child, like enjoying a holiday, may be difficult or impossible for adopted children. When my adopted children were younger, I would often find it so comforting to talk to another adoptive dad, for example, to celebrate the success of something that would seem really insignificant to many others of my peers in work or church, such as making significant steps in learning to read, when many of those other families were already planning their university education for their child. And finally, you can end up spending a lot of time fighting for the resources or the therapy or the diagnosis or the funding that your child needs. It's like having another job. This is tiring, but is also a testament to the commitment adoptive families put into their children to fight for what they need. So how as Christians can we support adoptive families? Well, one thing we could all do is pray. Pray for God to uphold those Christian parents who have welcomed a child from a different birth family into their home. Pray for peace and wisdom in those difficult and challenging moments and for an outpouring of love and grace towards children who are often hurting to help them know that they belong in an earthly family but are also part of God's family. Secondly, we can ask God how we can best help those around us and also ask those families that were adopted or in the process of adopting what they most need. It may not be babysitting the child so they can go and have some time and space, but it may well be simple things such as cooking the family a meal so they don't have to, or going and doing some housework or the garden while they're out, and lots of other simple things that many of us can do that gives the adoptive family more time to focus on settling and supporting the child into the adoptive family environment. And thirdly, help the child feel welcome and part of the family. This will involve some wisdom and guidance from the parent or parents as to how best to do this based on the child's own particular needs. But helping a child to feel part of and connected to something bigger of which they belong can make a massive difference to that child. So what about the bigger question then? What is our response to children in need of homes? What is the Christian response to that need given in the scriptures that we looked at previously? Well, we all have a call on our lives from God and God is happy to share those plans with us, as outlined in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. But that call is not the same for everyone, and that's okay. For many praying for and practically providing support to an adoptive family is all that God is calling you to do. But for others, like my wife and I, through prayerful consideration, talking and praying with others around us, and submission of our plans for our lives to God, for him to guide and shape, then maybe God is calling you to do more and consider adopting a child or children into your family. First of all, ask God what his plans for you are. You may not get an audible voice or clear and immediate sense that you should start the application process straight away, but you may feel a sense of peace about your request to God and a desire to know more. If so, I would encourage you to do two things. Firstly, share your interest in adoption with others and ask them to pray with you as you explore adoption further. Secondly, find out more. Maybe express an interest in adoption with your local council and potentially also with private, private adoption agencies. Speak with adoptive families to find out their experience, not only of the process of adoption, but also what it is like to be an adopter, the good, the bad, and the really ugly. And maybe do some research, looking at organisations such as Home for Good that I mentioned previously, who support Christian adoption and fostering. As you go through the process, hold your plans lightly. Keep seeking God through prayer, the Bible, and through talking to others, and focus on doing his will. I hope this talk on what the Bible says about adoption 
encourages and inspires you to ask God to find out what your part in this incredible calling and ministry is. From the seemingly smallest contribution of simply praying, all the way through to the transforming the life of a child that you welcome into your family with an open heart and open arms. God bless you and thank you for listening. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His great uh, very often um, God is referred to as a father mm. which certainly for me my experience my own dad's brilliant he's still ticking along Queen's Park Rangers fan but other than that he's he's a great guy Bless him. Um, and, and so when when I became a Christian when I was about it was nearly 19 the idea that God was a father figure mm. um, that was okay for me I was like oh yeah okay I get that so mm. 
you've got a birth father or an earthly father, God's a father in heaven is a little bit different, but I understand that imagery. Um, if you've got any comments, chuck them in the comment section, but we'll you'll, try and answer. You'll, you'll find me and Claire will chat forever. Are you okay to talk back into the history of your yes. decisions a little bit and why yeah. you got into adoption or even back further? Yeah, and actually, I, just as you were saying that, uh, for me, my father experience, he was completely absent growing up from birth. And um, I see him now as an adult, but that was a long process, process um, that involved uh, forgiveness. I knew who he was, I knew where he lived even, but there, was, there had been no contact mm -hmm. at all. And I, uh, I do, I often think now, uh, for my own children's experiences, they have had no, uh, no contact with their birth fathers. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, so I, I'm able to, and I actually have shared that recently with my eldest. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, um, I understand. I, she's, you know, she's nine now, so she's starting to understand a little bit more about life and how it, relationships and how all of that happens. But for us, me and my husband, uh, we got married later in life. Um, we wanted children. Um, we, uh, I had a miscarriage early on in our marriage. Uh, sadly, very commonly, I know that people have talked about that um, previously on Crowd Church, and um, and I think um, that uh, I was actually a city councillor, and I I was in a meeting. I was in Education Select Committee one <laughs> night, and they, we had a presentation by the adoption team, I think, or the looked after children team. Um, in the city council, and they said something like 1,500 children yeah. needing, a, a, you know, adoption, fostering. And I texted my husband in a meeting. Probably shouldn't have done that. And um, and I said, "Love, shall we adopt?" And he was like, with, "Before the meeting had ended, he was like, yeah, go on then.'" Uh, and so that was that was great. That was the start of our journey. Uh, we knew people like Adam and Joe, Phil and, and Helena, um, who'd already gone ahead of us. We, I think we talked to you yeah, guys actually yeah. uh, about a little bit more about the process. We went along to the council and talked to them about how it would work. And um, and the, the, the process, like Adam said, was quite formal, but it was quite quick, six months. You know, uh, some social worker asking me, asking us very detailed questions about, you know, what are your parenting plans or, you know, how do you feel about hitting your children and things like that. Um, but the answer is we don't. Um, and so, um, so yes, yeah, so that was all quite easy. But then that process for us of waiting for our children to come home or to come and live with us um, was about two and a half years. And for me, was, so hang on. So you got? Oh, yeah, I'm well, going to use a technical term. Go you on. got approved to adopt. We did. And that is, I mean, up big tick. It, it's a long process. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's six months. Yeah. And then a group of people who don't know you. Yeah. Read look, all your paperwork. They read all your paperwork, and then you have to go to something called a panel. Yeah. Where, which is about eight, nine people that sit around a room, and they, the, the thing they tell you is, and I've been on a panel. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid. All, you know, they all like you. As eight people <laughs> are staring at you, and then they ask you questions about yourself. They've read all about you. They know yeah. your history. Yeah. Then they say, "We think you're approved to adopt." Yeah. And then there's a waiting process yeah. yeah how does that actually work well i um without being too negative <laughs> forgive me if i am yeah. uh, i used to call it the database of doom and um and basically uh, it's it's a website of children yeah. who need to be adopted and i had to steal myself um it was me john didn't do it right. <laughs> I, I and and i had to steal myself to look through this a bit like internet dating in a kind of weird nasty way and um not that there's anything wrong with internet dating you're taking a hole keep going sorry <laughs> and so, right. um, so basically it's like looking for a second hand car that's nearly as bad all right anyway so yes and um, so we did that and actually we didn't find it we found kids but they weren't suitable who knows why never really could understand how it all worked but eventually we um we were matched with these two beautiful children a boy and a girl, and they were, you know, five and two. Are they full siblings, full? Uh, brother and sister, or uh, is that not that, appropriate? Uh, or, yeah, or? that's probably their story. Oh, okay, really. fair enough. Yeah, yeah so, and, answer, and, yeah. and actually, they wouldn't fully know that story. Okay. Um, certainly the youngest one yet. Um, and so, um, but yeah, so they are, they are, um, they are brother and sister. Yeah. And, um, and we, they came to live with us four years ago and it has been a roller coaster. 
And so, um, and I think Adam's right in what he said, that thing about you being changed and challenged, your relationship with your partner is massively tested. You think you've talked about these things, yeah. ad nauseum. Well, I like that word, it's gonna, a bit Latin, throw yeah. that into the equation. Erudite uh, we are. <laughs> um, and, um, and yet, yeah, you still have to have those conversations about, you know, no, we need to have a limit on the iPad yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, I can say this because I'm a birth parent as well. It's like, it's like birth parenting, mm. there is such a thing, mm. but also it isn't. Mm. So our story is a little bit different from mm. yours. It's okay to interject, mm. which is, yeah. so me and, my, me and my wife, we got married. We uh, had two birth kids, just like lots of other people. Yeah. Um, and we look like the most, we live in a semi-detached house with pebble dash. We've trees got, outside, trees. We've got one of those plastic things that you put compost in. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we've got one yeah, of those. Well, you know, but we I'm, live in a terrace. Okay, what I'm saying, I suppose what I'm trying to give you this image of very normal respectability. Yeah. My wife was a solicitor for the council, yeah. and I'm a teacher some of the time. Uh, and one day, my wife said, "Shall we foster?" Mm -hmm. Now, people often confuse fostering and adoption, and they look similar, but then mm -hmm. they're actually not. So. What we did um, was we decided to foster. And foster is when you look after a child mm. that hasn't got a safe place to go to. Mm. So you are, we are something called mainstream foster carers. Putting, I'm gonna be very generalized here, but when a child can't live with their birth mum and dad, and it could be for something to do with mental health reasons, there could be alcohol or drugs, there could be violence, there could be somebody in prison, could just be illness. You know, you get ill and you don't have an extended family for a child to go to. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that the social workers will do mm -hmm. on behalf of all of us, because they represent us, is they'll try and find an auntie or a cousin or yeah. a nan yeah. or somebody, and that's sometimes called- Kinship. Uh, it's called kinship, okay. it used to yeah. be called kinship. Yeah. Now we tend to call it family and friends yeah. or connected carers. Yeah. Different terminology, different names. I hope that all makes sense. If, so John Lennon, there's a good example, local lad, John yeah. Lennon from Liverpool, yeah. his mum and dad couldn't look after him, mental health issues, drug and alcohol problems, mm -hmm. so Auntie Mimi, his mm -hmm. mum's yeah. sister I think, yeah. said I'll take him in yeah. and basically John Lennon went to live with Auntie Mimi. Nowadays we would call that family and friends foster yeah. care or kinship care. If there is no Auntie Mimi, you go into mainstream foster care yeah. and the number of children in mainstream care in, in England is about, it's about 83,000. So if you imagine Wembley Football Stadium, mm. they'd fill it. It's a lot of children, mm. um, and those children go into foster care, and they are looked after by foster carers, yeah. and that can be people like our family. So in our situation, it was me and my wife, two birth kids, and we, we took in extra children. And but, your kids had to be okay with that. Yeah, process, yeah, yeah. So they? they were included exactly. in our, your approval, I mean, really. Th this is so weird. Our birth kids, we've got a few questions coming yeah, in. Yeah. I'll keep chatting, you read them. Okay. Can you multitask? Oh, I'm anyway, so yeah, our, I am reading. Yeah, oh God, well done. <laughs> our birth kids uh, were five and seven when we started to foster, which was yeah. relatively young. But, yeah. So they've grown up thinking, I don't think they think it's normal, they just think it's what we do. Um, John Lennon did not he perform did at Glastonbury. Uh, unofficially, he, he performed. I suppose he was in a video with, with Mac. But anyway, um, so we started to foster. Um, so there's a lot of children in care in, 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 in Liverpool, but also across the country and across the globe. And we went through, and not a dissimilar process, where we found out about fostering. We went to our council. They ran drop-in events, yeah. uh, information evenings. Yeah. And wherever you are, your council, will, I would recommend as the first port yeah. of call, just Google where you live and fostering, so Liverpool fostering, on you, buses you, and everything you will find a picture of me because I work for fostering services in Liverpool, hey, what do you know, <laughs> and um, then you will find out a little bit more about it and then you can apply yeah. and a social worker will come round to your house probably yeah. and fill in, they call it a form, but it is, it's more like a book, uh, it's like a hundred pages long on who are you, why do you want to do this, and you have to do police checks, medical yeah. checks, have to do, yeah. you have to do training? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You say, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, there's quite a lot of The police checked. Yeah, police checked it, yeah. Oh, they went on and on. Oh, they, they've sped up now because they've realised you can do it on the internet, which is quicker than posting. The, but anyway. I think it got stuck on somebody's yeah, desk it's, in our it's, life. It's, <laughs> it can seem like a long process. Yeah. Then we got, like an adoption, we get approved to foster. Yeah. And then you're waiting for these, for phone calls. Yeah. And you get a phone call from a social worker yeah. saying, Hi, uh, could you look after a three-year-old or a five-year-old? And you can give a vague idea of what age you'd like to foster. Um, and you could say, "Oh, we think because we've got, you know, we've got more experience with boys or girls." But you know, we're 
very, I don't want to say traditional because I don't think that works anymore. Mm. We're a mum, dad, two birth kids, mm. but you can be single, you can be, there's no top age, you can, no. as long as you're over 21, yeah. you, know, you know, for fostering, it's, it's find out, find out from your council yeah. um, whether, you, whether you're, in, if you're interested. And well, since we, we've been, when did we get approved? That's what it's called. We're approved to foster. Um, I think we have had a massive total of seven. So yeah. not many foster kids. And people always go, why isn't it hundreds? And you go, because, well, we kept one. Yeah. And your journey, there will be people in Liverpool who've, who've I think I've read about somebody who's 100, done 200. 50. Yeah, or, yeah. You easy, know, easy. But everybody's journey is different, yeah, absolutely. isn't it? And absolutely. there was a question that came up earlier yeah. about... Um, whether we thought, whether we thought that we were always going to adopt or, oh, yeah. or foster, Go on. I would say I never thought about fostering or adopting particularly growing up. I, yeah. I, I wasn't really a concept. I think coming to church and being exposed to people like Adam and Joe and yourselves, yeah. Yeah. I think then it became a part of a process yeah. in my thinking that oh, this is actually an option yeah. for me. It's a, it's not a stigma. There's not that same stigma no. as it there used to be attached in life uh, you know and I you know Jack I think it was in the comments you know your story that you discovered um you know when you were when you were eight yeah you know uh, I think that's changed Uh, you know certainly our kids know that they're adopted and actually I wanted to say this little story today in church they were doing a little um thing about a listening to God and like praying and um, Olivia had to ask God what, or tell God something that was wow about her. Oh, sorry, I've just told her name. Nobody Forgive knows. me, nobody knows. And um, and so um, basically, she said the thing about me that's wow to God is that I am adopted. Yeah. And I was just like, hooray! It's a positive thing for you. It is. Um, that you know, and that's today and tomorrow. It might be something else, but uh, that's the reality, isn't it? And I, I was thrilled about that. Today. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic story. Dave wanted to know yeah, something. About, yeah, about, about our kids. children. So uh, it's a, it's the best. So I talk about fostering a lot um, in my job because I, I find foster care as I promote fostering, and I often ask what about birth kids. And obviously, you need to ask them, and they will give you a mm. blunt truth. Mm. But generally speaking, I'm really proud of our birth kids, and we don't go birth kid, birth kid, adopted mm. kid. No, they're just the kids mm. but um i know that our both it's a value in our family yeah. i would say a value is you make your house welcome and opening to yeah. other people and it's really interesting about one of the verses i could talk about so much uh, that adam mentioned was um uh, god puts the lonely yeah. in families and Huge, i think that's that? that's like whether they're a refugee yeah. or whether they're a baby whether they're a teenager or whether they're 101 years yeah. of age yeah. no one is meant to live no. a life no. of loneliness no. and and it's making your home it's extending your table isn't yeah. it you know to use yeah. that analogy of our kitchen our table there's always room for more people yeah. let's bring them in let's welcome everybody let's the, the yiddish word is mishpocha it's one of my favorite and it just means your family your friends Anybody who can walk into your house, go into your fridge, put the kettle on and go, I'll make the tea. Um, it's a wonderful phrase. So I would argue, I would say that our, our birth kids have become better people because we have lived with this, with this uh, hospitality yes. in, our, in our family. Yeah. Um, and um, I, you know, one day they might turn around and go, actually, this wasn't so good or this wasn't that good. I'll go, well, it's how we chose to live. And I guess all families choose to live in a in a certain way, um, and well, your 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 boy Jamie, yeah, he has really blessed our kids, and um, they think he's fab. <laughs> and I think because there's some understanding yeah. of how um, children impacted by trauma yeah. and. Um, you know, diff- uh, they call it adverse yeah. childhood experiences. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, respond and react in certain situations and just need that little extra yeah. bit of TLC. Yeah, it, so, my, I would say both my kids, both kids have got a sense of they understand that not everybody has had the blessings and privilege yeah. uh, that they have. And I think yeah. that's a really important thing to have in life to go, yeah. there are other people, I, what, I've got this good thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to for one of our particular foster kids, a very long story, and I'll abridge it slightly, is one day we'd had this lovely, lovely kid. He'd lived with us for a few years, and I always, I've told this story possibly on Crowd Church before, but one day he's been very, very quiet, and he uh, 
And if you know, if you've got children and a, a quiet child, you go, oh, they'll be fine, probably. But then I stopped to think, I better go and see what he's doing. Yeah. And he was in our lounge, the front lounge, often known as the posh lounge. Then if you've got one of them, no. And he take he taken uh, he taken a family photo off the off the wall, and he he pulled off the frame, and he'd broken the glass, mm. and he'd got a pen, mm. and he'd added himself. So there's a little drawing of him it's a lovely little picture mm-hmm. and um, I went oh that's very interesting because uh, you, you do learn when you foster not to be surprised and not to be shocked and uh, sometimes it's hard sometimes it's hard yeah <laughs> and, uh, and I was like oh why do you think you've done that and it's a very hard thing I think it was about eight it's a very hard maybe a bit younger seven very hard thing to say yeah. um, I, I love you I want to be here mm-hmm. it's making yourself very vulnerable mm-hmm. it's hard when you're an adult mm-hmm. but we, we sort of said is this do you think you want to be in our family do you mm-hmm. want to join our family forever mm-hmm. and for him because there is no other birth family, no other relatives, there's no way of him, yeah. there's no other family that he could go back yeah. to, yeah. We, we adopted him. Now that isn't the best thing for every child mm. who's in foster care. Sometimes they're called children in care, mm. sometimes they're called looked after children, which mm. don't really like, because it no. spells looked after child, spells lack, and I don't like the mm. word. But sometimes children go back to their birth family, mm. sometimes they get adopted, sometimes they live in foster care for long periods mm. of time. So we had one brilliant lad, um, and I can use his more details, he, we were told, by social workers, and if you want to, if you like, if this sounds, we love exciting, social yeah, workers. We love them. Yeah. If, if this, if this sounds, um, it, this is this is one that might might convince somebody. If you think about fostering, find out more. So we got a phone call one day from a social worker. I think it was a Monday. Can you take a ten-year-old? Uh, he's a boy and he's Russian. And and we were like, when? And they went, you know, two hours. Yeah. And this this lad. Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, well, this lad, yeah, this lad had gone into school in the morning. So think about this, everybody, if you're watching. Yeah. This is a very emotional yeah. thing, but this is the reality. Yeah. He'd gone into school. Yeah. He carried on school, all was normal. His mum had got very seriously ill, had gone to be, she'd been taken into hospital, and the medical staff had, had rung up social services saying, we've got this lady, she's in hospital, there's no way she's going home mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. We know she has a child in your school system. Yeah. And so the social workers are going, right, they find out the name of the child, they find out the school where he's at, because they've got a database, they ring up the school. Is this boy in school today? Yes, he is, great. Mm-hmm. Right, we know he's safe at school. They then go through their list of approved foster carers and they came to us and they said, look, we know he's 10. Well, we're pretty sure he's 10. We know he's a boy and he's Russian. Can we bring him round in two hours time? Now, for some people, that would be terrifying, impossible logistics. But as a foster carer or foster carers, we went, yeah, but hang on a minute. We also know that they wouldn't be ringing us if he didn't have somewhere, if he had somewhere else to go. So we went, right, we'll say yes. And this is a... This is a bit of an insight into the character of foster carers. Mm. There's a need, we'll try and meet it. Lots of other issues, lots of problems. Mm. What about tomorrow? What about, you know, does it, what is it like eating and drinking? Mm. What about, you know, don't, know, don't know any of those things, yeah. but we'll find a solution. Yeah. This lad, so think of a 10 year old in your head, yeah. he's leaving school, he's done numeracy, literacy, yeah. he's done colouring in and golden time, played footy in the yard, and he's about to leave school. Head teacher has to grab him on the way out, mm. takes him into the office. There's social workers there, he's looking at a social worker, he's looking at the head teacher, he's terrified. Social worker, he doesn't know what one is, it's just a lady, and this lady has to say to him, you can't go home, your mummy's ill, we don't know how ill, we don't know when you can see her, Mm. I'm gonna take you in my car, Mm. we're gonna drive to another bit of the city, Mm. and I'm gonna put you into the house Mm. of some people who are called Phil and Helena. If somebody says that to your child, you would tell your child, don't go with a stranger. Yeah. So the head teacher has to convince yeah. this lovely young lad it's okay, to, it's safe to yeah. go, but you can't promise anything. You can't go, I'm sure it'll be all right, because you don't know. Mm. You can't say, I'll see you tomorrow, because mm. you don't know. Mm. This social worker puts this lad into her car. He's wearing the same clothes he left this, uh, his home with. You know, he's got nothing, nothing with him for an overnight stay or longer. She mm. drives him across Liverpool. Mm. She's never met us before either. Mm. Now, we've been told he was Russian, mm. so I did go on YouTube, how to say hello in Russian. This, and we decided when he but arrived... But, no, that's not, that's a different way, it's more complicated, there's an easier way. Don't listen, we speak all languages Don't listen to her Russian, church. her Russian's rubbish, listen to mine. Anyway, this lad arrives, um, and I, we decided, remember what I've decided, social, you do with the social worker, yeah. I'll chat to the lad, because yeah. he's a boy and I'm a boy, it's the best we can come so up with. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, this lad arrives, and I went, Privyet, 
which is another yeah, way, another yeah, way, another way of saying hello. And I'm not joking. And I was really proud because I yeah. got on YouTube to find yeah. this out. And he stared at me and he went, "What?" And I went, "Why are you speaking Russian? I'm not Russian." And I went, "Aren't you?" And he went, "No." And, he, and then he did have an Eastern European tang and a, mm. and a twang, and I can sense it. I'm not Russian. I'm from Moldova. Now. We know a bit more about this now because we don't want to get into the other political situation. But can you imagine if you told somebody from Ukraine they were Russian Mm. or Russian Ukraine? He's like, I'm not Russian. It's it's like Russia is a thousand miles away from Moldova. So I went to him, you're not Russian. You're from Moldova. Well, where is Moldova? Because I'd heard of it, but I didn't know where it was. Well, he's probably never been there either. Well, he he was like, oh, he said, he came in and he went, I can tell you where it is. Let's get Google Maps out. So we basically spent the first hour or so on Google Maps finding out where he was from. Yeah. And then we played FIFA online, which I'm sure you're familiar with the football game. He was He was Moldova and me and my son, Jamie, were the rest of the world in a FIFA game and he managed to beat us. Now, this is just a little anecdote of what can happen if you foster. That lad stayed with us. He was able to go back to his same school because it was safe there, so he was able to keep that connection. And he lived with us for six months. He stayed in foster care for, I think, maybe two years in all. Mm -hmm. And eventually we heard on the grapevine he'd gone back to Moldova. Uh, And then, about a year ago, I was on Instagram. Mm -hmm chatting about football yeah, uh, yeah. and suddenly out of nowhere I got a message saying it, oh, it's going to make me cry are you Phil and I went yes I am and he went did I live with you <laughs> yeah and it was his foster kid oh, no. and he found us yeah he tracked us down and yeah. now he, yeah. he's at university lives yeah. with his mum yeah. he lives back with his dog he was always yeah. worried about his dog yeah. and um, he didn't need to go into adoption he no. just needed somewhere to stay safe, safe. while his mum was ill yeah. and he didn't have any other family yeah. in the United Kingdom yeah. so it's in every single child in care yeah. there's a story like that yeah. and for us we are motivated to yeah. foster we were motivated to adopt by our by our faith, because yeah. as Adam went through so many verses yeah. there, yeah. Um, and, but also yeah. you know it's our faith, but it's also a sort of just a general altruism, just a general yeah. social. Come on, we yeah. can make a difference, and it's like you say. I mean, you, you'll have had some tricky times with. Mm-hmm. You know, all parents will say they've had yeah. tricky times with kids. Yeah. If you've been through a degree of yeah. significant amount of trauma, you do function and approach life. I think in a different way mm-hmm. and which is why I sort of started off by saying it's difficult we have to be careful when we chuck out God is like a father because mm-hmm. for some people mm-hmm. well, that's, that's yeah. not good no. my father left me yeah. my father hurt me Beat my father me. Yeah. yeah whatever yeah. and so we have to be careful how we couch that language mm-hmm. but um being yeah go on. well I was just thinking about that sense of belonging isn't it it's it's so key to our children and like who they are and their identity and programs now like long lost family and all of that and the amazing technology that can connect people who previously that we were talking about um before weren't we We about philomena the film and you know these people who who were completely separated from birth didn't know their birth family uh whereas my children do have that information that luxury and but they still haven't met them and so to you know but to to become part of a new family it takes time and you know i and and our children have been with us for four years now but it's still it it feels like a four-year-old you know even though they're physically older it it, there are still things that they are learning about me and my husband that well, it's just different, and it, it rewrites that past and that traumatic past of the separation from birth family, then the separation from foster family, where they were well looked after and well yeah, loved, yeah. but we're able to keep in touch with foster yeah. family, which helps to keep that sense of identity and 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 love and acceptance and on all those really important things. So I think. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's you know, it, it's, I it, think if, if yeah. I, if I think too much about my children's story, I would get, I'd just get like overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And so to live with it day to day, you just have to get on with it yeah. from nine yeah. times out of ten. Yeah. But every now and again, you have little glimpses into it 
and you know one of it's mainly my elder child because she's older and she remembers more and that that's actually a really interesting thing actually they they've had the same experience but they haven't had the same experience because yeah. one can remember it and one can't and so you're dealing i guess like all families children birth children are different even when yeah. they're you know they're all, the they're all family, unique yeah. aren't they yeah, yeah. each child is yeah. unique and yeah. so you have to tailor your approach um, to, to yeah. each one. It, it's interesting as well because I, I certainly, I mean, I say I'm a teacher and I've done some youth work before we decided to have our own children, before we decided to foster. Mm. And in culture, there are looked after children or orphans all the time. So Harry Potter's possibly the most yeah. famous yeah. orphan in history. Yeah. Little Orphan Annie is yeah. another famous yeah. orphan. The clue is in the name. Yeah. And I've got to say, I actually hate that film now. I didn't mind it when I didn't orphan know about Annie. it. Annie. Little Orphan Annie just drives me mad because somehow there's this idea that there's a load of children smiling and grinning who will be uh, very grateful and thankful for some random family picking them up. And it, I always find it a little, I find it twee, it annoys me. And Green Gables is a better one. Yeah, okay. And you might not have read that as a bloke. It's a bit girly. But it's very gender or something. But you're absolutely right, I haven't. <laughs> I have watched all of the Star Warses with Luke and Leia. But that were also, yeah, yeah exactly. Very powerful yeah, yeah, siblings very, separated yeah, at exactly. birth. Yeah, 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 and that, that, you know, if you want to look at a difficult relationship with a father, Luke Skywalker is a very good place to start. But you get this in cartoons, you get this in all sorts of Disney productions, and yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting thing because there's something about, I really believe, there's something yeah. about human beings where your heart goes out to yeah. orphans yeah. or... Sometimes it's a plot device. Let's just remove the children from mm. a, a story. But even if you think about something like The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, a bunch of kids go and live yeah. in the countryside separated. in a house yeah. separated from family. Yeah. Then they go through a wardrobe and it's, there's no adults involved. And the, whilst it is quite exciting to go, let's just remove the adults. Also, I think there's something in the heart of human beings yeah. that roots and shouts for the yeah. child that doesn't have a family, that has yeah. a very bad or, or should we say, a disadvantaged start in, in life. And, um, it's a good job, eh? Yeah, it's a good job. It's a good job because I'm, I'm otherwise, 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 otherwise we more but children. But it is, I, mean, right. in, in, I don't know about you. Must do it in your in our world. We call these things triggers or triggering, and we go, oh, we got to be careful of yeah. that film or that yeah. show because it Names. might, yeah, it might make, yeah. uh, it might make our little man. I say, I say, little man. He's fifteen and he's massive. He's not little anymore. He's bigger is he? than me. Um, you know, and sometimes if we go to the cinema, like James Bond is another orphan. He is, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember exactly the backstory, but you know, he's. He's, he grows that up. house in Skyfall. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, and it just happens again and again. And he, even if you if you don't if you live in our world, you think about it a lot more. Yeah. And you go, oh, we've just got into a film and we're watching something. And is are you okay with this? Yeah. How does it matter? And, well, yeah. I, but I find myself thinking, realizing that I've got loads of triggers now. Personally, you know, like <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, you know, just like with behaviour and stuff yeah. like that, I'll think. You know, oh no, that's triggering me now. Yeah. So you know, so you, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's oh, Lion is another one. Yeah, Lion is a it's uh, a beautiful story, yeah, but all that, that and and, it, and it's funny because there is a degree of there's a degree of pain there. Yeah. Um, in all these stories, yeah. and I'm sort of being a bit flippant about some of them, but bizarrely, I, I quite in I I don't like looking for the pain, but I like the fact that there's a response to it. And the the thing about some of these stories is they're just sad. Whereas I find, uh, well, fostering and yeah. who's have adopted somebody, yeah. there's thousands of kids. We can't yeah. save them all. You know, it's like the, there's a great story about a little boy saving starfish that have been washed up on the beach. Mm. And somebody says, you'll never save them all. And the little boy goes, yeah, but I'll be able to save this one. Yeah. And kind of yeah. that's how how yeah. I look at it or we look at it is yeah. this little kid I mean I'm, I'm not his saviour I'm just his dad or uh, or whatever he chooses to call me that day but it's he's had a difficult time yeah. but his future yeah. is positive and sometimes I watch what is, it, is there one called um, Who Do You Think You Are where you yeah, just yeah, the you, family you family tree, tree. Yeah. and I, I'm thinking because yeah. I've got a massive ego wouldn't it be great if one day one of my children's children's children was on that and then they find out oh and then there was two people called Phil and Eleanor and they adopted this kid yeah, yeah. and people would go oh and they'd all be crying it'd be all because of me <laughs> well, in a good way. and we share our, our whatever inheritance yeah, yeah. we give our kids yeah. they'll be in our wills yeah. they'll inherit whatever yeah. we have you know the good yeah. the bad well, and the ugly <laughs> well, it, 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 it is an interesting is it because when you adopt or when you foster mm. you are engaging with everybody and a beautiful story is that five seconds or five minutes, Matt? Five minutes. Oh, five minutes. Keep going. Oh, look I at just that. Sue, yeah, Sue. God being father is part of the reason. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. that's read that one. I'll just tell this little story because I want us when we adopted, I did ring 
my family and say, look, we're gonna, mm. this one, this one we're keeping. And it sounds really odd. Mm. And uh, my dad said, ah, I've changed my will. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, you've already yeah. taken on. Yeah. You've got another grandson. Yeah. And that was very neat. That was very important to yeah. us. Yeah. Our, and our extended yeah. family, my wife's family too, yeah. all being yeah. part of this process yeah. and all included yeah. and all being part of the a- adoption. Yeah. Um, are you okay? So Sue's got made. Thanks for that, those comments, Sue, yeah. there. Um, I, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure. There's how a lot there going on. There is. But yeah. we love you, Sue. We yeah. remember you with so much love. And, 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 and it is, I know, I know, there's lots going on there. There's, there's yeah. a, there's, there is a depth here. And I think very often a church. I don't think people in churches mean to hurt, probably. Sometimes no, they might do. No. hope not. But it's a very emotive issue, and sometimes people can be, because we were talking earlier about what wording to use, what phrasing to use. Mm. Um, and like in a church like ours, where I would say there's quite a lot of kids mm. and adults who didn't live with their birth family, mm. we're very careful to say, right, your, your, your mum, your dad, or whoever looks after you. And yeah. sometimes people can use language. They don't mean to, but it can exclude um, and people can use the term father very glibly or family very glibly and people can feel excluded. In my understanding, that is definitely not God's, not plan, God's plan, but it's what oh, it's how humans, yeah. the world is the world is broken, which is why some kids can't live with their mum and dad and they, they come and live with people with whom they share no DNA. And we make mistakes, don't yeah. we? And we need God's forgiveness yeah. To, yeah. to help us repair that. And and you know, yeah. I, I'm from a very very solid background. In as much as my mum and dad been married a bazillion years, mm. they moved into a house in 1975, and they still live in it. Mm. So when I go to my mum and dad's, mm. I sleep in the same bedroom I slept in when I was in year one. It's quite unusual. They, they, isn't yeah, it? they have changed the wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> But not, other than not orange yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, it hasn't changed. But you know, and I say I'm from a great background, mm. but still, um, and I'm going to quote C.S. Lewis, who wrote The Lion, the Witch, he did. and the Wardrobe. He so did. He, along with them, a load of other, loads of other stuff that's a bit more erudite. But he said something along the lines of, and I'm going to misquote him, and I know he's not the Bible, but he said, "If I don't feel at home in this world, maybe it's because I was actually intended mm. for another one." And I can't help thinking, so I'm from a very, very secure yeah. background but sometimes I'm go, I go why do I feel at unease why do I feel not at one on planet mm-hmm. earth mm-hmm. and I in my belief mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. one day I will die and I will go to heaven and I will meet God who is a perfect mm-hmm. father there is not a, a perfect word in our yeah. language to describe him and there I will feel fully at home and the, the bible is loads of theology here loads of you know biblical stuff about God wants us to be in his family. And because it's made up of humans, it's not perfect. Mm. I like you, but I bet if we, if we hung around for longer, you yeah, know, I would, lots of things I would, yeah, I would annoy you, <laughs> even though you're impatient. And you both, yeah. Uh, but God, God, God's plan yeah. is for everybody, yeah. God's plan is for everybody to yeah. be included, yeah. everybody to feel part of this, yeah. this family, um, whoever. And I, and I think the joy, I think you're enriching your life by having more people in it so yeah. i can think of two particularly single women who, who attend our church and who have who love my kids yeah and who yeah. you know come around for tea and they buy them gifts and they you know sweets that i have to smuggle away because yeah. it's not because it's you know not the right yeah. time yeah. you know and and that yeah. that just really you know they're part of our family our, our wider yeah. family yeah yeah as well, yeah. you know, which I love, yeah. um, and my kids love them. You know? Well, I wonder whether that's one of the mistakes that we've made as a society, going family is the people with whom you share a blood link. Mm. And it's like, I don't think it was ever really mm. meant to be that way. Mm. And there is a sort of sense of community, the mm. sense of village, say my favorite Yiddish word, mishpoka, Huawei. It's a new word. What, Huawei, word. Huawei, Huawei, Huawei is Maori, and it just means you're kind of like your tribe, but you don't have to share DNA. And it, you know those verses that Adam shared about he wants to be a father to the fatherless. Mm. We should look after the orphan and the yeah. widow, which is the most marginalised people yeah. in society. Yeah. But he puts the lowly in families. Well, our family is one of those people. Yeah. Uh, one of those families. Yeah. Your family can be, and yours is too. Yeah. And our, certainly our little man, he sees our church community yeah. as a safe space yeah. where he is welcome, mm. where he is loved, where he has the same rights mm. as anybody else. Mm. He goes to the fridge and he takes out whatever... Mm. And he takes it out and he eats it. Quite often he fries it as well. Nice. He's, he's big at frying. He likes to fry between two and four in the morning. 
And today he shared me his new recipe. You put the beans in, in then the you, pan. no, you put the beans in the jar. Mm. The jar he means a kind of glass bowl. Then you put the cheese in. Then you put a load of butter. Then you microwave it two minutes. Then you put it in the oven. Then you put the toast in the toaster, then you put it all in, then you mix it all up, then you eat most of it, and then you leave the plate on your bedroom floor for, for weeks somebody, and weeks. For somebody just, to step or, or in. Somebody, or for somebody else to take. Yeah. With, and, with and extra, extra mould. And that recipe comes free from the super K. Uh, <laughs> and it is, you know, if, if you want to know more about fostering, please get in touch yeah. with your council, or you can ask Crown Church. Yeah. Adoption, yeah. you can ask Crown Church, yeah. find out we about it. We'd love to talk to um, you. It's an enriching thing, and you'll never be bored. Oh no. If you're bored, <laughs> if you're bored I will give you your money back. <laughs> Uh, Did we pay? No, no, we don't. I often say buy one, get one free. Well, I buy my two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do often say, oh yeah, yeah. buy one, get one free. Yeah. And you two could you two could find yourselves laughing yes. constantly. About, about about two kids that you've no idea how to parent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 very exciting. Yeah. And I say a long time ago I used to be a salesman for graphic arts filing. Oh. There's nothing wrong with selling graphic I'm, arts filing. I've got a filing cabinet but, turned into a well, garden yeah, that, now. Okay, well that would have been me and, and it was okay, it's a good job. It was very it was very good job and it's important to do any job you do well. Yeah. But my life is more exciting. I'm so glad you stopped being a filing cabinet man. It, it, it was, well it was just always like what? That was alright. Have we got a point? It must yeah, be, we might have done it. Must be but, yeah. but I'm gonna bring it back go on, because go on. I think, I'm just going to make yeah. it a little moment now, uh, I think that, you know, we're looking through the files of our lives, aren't we? And yeah. and our, there are, we, you know, our kids are chosen, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. We get to say that we chose you, yeah. and they didn't necessarily have a choice about no. it and would hate it, you know, didn't want to be here, but we chose you. Yeah. And, and God chose us yeah. uh, in that same way he adopted us into his, his family. family. And so that means that we are unique, yeah. we are special, we are loved beyond Beyond measure. more than we can understand, yeah. and I hope everyone understands yeah. that. It's hard, every time I, I, get a, I get a whiff of that, it overwhelms me. I find it mm. very emotional, and I love that about it. Next week, it's about Crown Church, about parenting. So we better tune in to find out how. Who's doing that? Who's, it's, not, it's obviously not us. It's, it's somebody. I've, I've got vast experiences in parenting and all I can tell you is just when you think you know what you're doing, you, boom, a kid will come along and go, oh yeah, you think you've got this all. Tune in next week. I will. I'm, I'm going to be learning. I think I'm an 80s TV. Tune in next week because we're going to be talking about parenting. Um, however you, this is weird, I do say, however you got your kids. Yeah. Or however you by might hook get or by crook. By hook or, you can't say that. By hook or by crook. No, no, totally do no, whether, whether you're a birth parent, a foster carer, an adopter, or whether you are adopted or if you're being in care, yeah. we, we, I know we, yeah. we laugh we and do. it's the nature of it, um, God does love you, yes. and um, I think God wants us to all expand our families and encourage and in, uh, include everybody, because yeah. in the same way, like you said, God chose each one of us, yeah. he calls us by name, yeah. we, he knitted us in our mother's womb. It's an amazing, um, amazing I don't know that, Yeah, it's a lovely, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, are we done? I, I think there's another song coming up, isn't there? To, Excellent. To finish us out. Parent. Oh, that's what and, we should have said. And is it how... Oh, no, I don't know. I've forgotten the name of the song. It'll be brilliant. It'll be brilliant. It's been lovely to chat to you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, thanks. Even if they haven't, I've really we, enjoyed, we enjoyed our time chatting on a simple with you, Claire. Anytime. <laughs> that was brilliant. All right. So we're going to end with a song now, but if you want to keep commenting, please do. Thanks for what you've said. Uh, um, yeah, it's been some lovely stuff there and some deep stuff. Yeah. I was an orphan lost at the fall Running away when I'd hear you call Father, you were I had no righteousness of my own I had no right to join your throne But Father, you loved me still And in love before you laid the world's foundation You predestined to adopt me as your own 